0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome. We're going to start it off. We're going to keep it real smooth and real short. What is the greatest gift that you received? It don't necessarily have to be from the store. It don't necessarily have to be tangible. What is the greatest gift that you received? So, the of the season, with all the gifts being exchanged between loved ones What is the greatest gift you've received Or given Without further ado Let's get right to it Good evening hey.
2: Good evening
1: Good evening Good evening Hey, let's
2: start it off You want me to start? Please start Um, I think I got so many of them, but when I, when I really think about the, the greatest gift that I have is, is my family, you know, it's my husband, you, and my boys, of course I'm thankful for the extended family as well, but, um. Let's get the
1: job well, thank you yeah. little uh brain got the twin in here uh my twin brother Ray.
0: Whats going on? Yeah, what's going on bro? how are you? I'm good I'm good um, the greatest gift um I ever received um, I kind of can say the same thing. It's been uh many different gifts I have received, but um if uh the greatest one I could possibly say uh would be when I got blessed with my home um that was one of the greatest gifts I received because since I've had it, it's been like a meeting place for my family. Uh, I think I've seen them more in Georgia since I've lived here, since I got my home, and every time they come, they feel at home being here and, uh, you know, always creating new memories and celebrating uh, new holidays and things together, so uh, the greatest gift recently I would say that I received uh, has been my home because it's been like a place where we all congregate together and they look forward to coming down and, and we enjoy ourselves any time they come down together. Well, that's
1: that's awesome. That's an that's an awesome yeah. Um to me it's really it's really hard to to from if it was something um tangible, if it was something that I had to put my hand on. Uh well i guess you would i would say um, our home as well uh, for for a lot of for a lot of reasons uh, i think overall the greatest gift was like a second chance like another opportunity you know um that time you're in the- middle of I'm doing something, and the light goes off, and it's like, ooh, this needs to be that, that, that pivot. You know, I need to change direction right here. I think um, that gift was the greatest because without that gift, I would have none of these other gifts, you know, uh, including family and home and all that good stuff. You follow me?
0: Definitely So it's I mean That
1: That's the part that we kind of We kind of forget about Especially for those of us who You know uh, Wasn't always On the quote unquote right path You know uh, We forget about that part Miss Quick,
2: what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. I mean, you know, without that second change, you wouldn't have, you know, you wouldn't be where you are. God knows where you would be, but, you know, you may not be where you are right now. Um, and I can understand, you know, where Ray is coming from as well with just having a place to you know, for family to gather and create memories and traditions and different things like that. I can I can agree with both of you guys. Um, another one for me is is my greatest gift is peace. Um, you know, so and that's you know when you're talking about the non tangible that, that's for me. You know, one of mine.
1: Well, that's definitely a, a big one. And it's also a, a, a great gift to possess. Wow, just peace, especially this day and age with everything that's going on in the world. If you can find peace somehow, that is that's a gift. Or could it be a gift to still find peace or to maintain a peace of mind in lieu of everything that's going on?
0: That's the question. Say that again?
1: The gift of peace or the ability to find peace, especially with everything that's going on.
2: Are you asking which is greater, or are you saying that?
1: No, it, that's 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 my question. Which which is it?
2: Oh, it's the. I mean, to me, it's almost one of the same. Um, I mean, if you have the ability, then you may as well go ahead and and achieve peace. Um, so for me, it's it's actually achieving peace. Um you know if you have the ability to achieve peace you know then it's it's your fault if you let um disturbances in and it's your fault if you let variation um and different things like that come in and take over but um so for for me it's actually achieving peace you know the the world doesn't doesn't decide um, what I do with myself, and when I say that it, is, I pray and I have faith and I believe, you know, in my prayer and I believe in God and I believe that, you know, whatever I ask, you know, He He's gonna provide. So, um, the, the different things that you know happen in the world, you know, as far as you know, shootings and different things that's going on with children and, um, you know, broken marriages, broken homes, homeless people, you know, hungry people. Like, while I I do um, sympathize and empathize with people who are in those situations and I realize that they are real, um, even still, I can't bring other people's problems into my life. You know, if I can help... um, or give than I do But I can't let those problems Consume me because then I lose my level Of peace I don't know if that answered Your question or not I hope it did
1: Well it it, it does It answers my question and it also gives uh, Insight On how to do so And I thank you for that um, I know for For me It's It's hard to do so, especially you know, with the way the world is, and with all that's that's going on, and um, having a family, and all that. You, you, you can look at all that, so uh, to still not bring it home, don't let it, don't let those problems become yours. That's that's the good. Although you do want to help and although you want to be uh, sympathetic and you want to empathize with whatever else is, but don't allow it to consume you. That's that's great. I mean, you Dr. know, we'll, uh,
2: Oh, sorry.
1: I'm sorry. Please hand
2: Well, I was just going to say that um, our son, we will ride near the day. And a fourteen-year-old asked, that "Is having children stressful?" <laughs> and you know, my obvious answer was, "Yes." Yeah, you know, and um, in in more ways than one. But you know, you have to you have to decide what you're gonna worry about and what you're gonna pray about. So if you're gonna pray about everything, then then you can't worry about anything. You know, if you're gonna give it to God, then give it to God. But if if you're gonna try and hold on to things, then you know that's where the stress comes in. You know, so um, just I just wanted
1: to elaborate a little bit on that. But
2: you can you can go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: I was gonna ask Doctor what what was his insight.
0: Just piggybacking off what she said, you know. Um... My pastor says a statement a lot of times on Sunday morning, if you're going to worry, why pray? If you're going to pray, why worry? And it's one of those things where you pray in order to, at least I know I pray, in order to maintain peace. Um, One, I think, is the challenge of trying to um, actually attain peace um, throughout life and stress and things that may come upon you on a daily basis, whether it's work, family, family, Um, et cetera, you just never know what you're going to get thrown at on a daily basis. Um, And that will attack your peace, attack your peace of mind, your sanctity uh, that makes you worry and question. Um, But there are things where you just got to pray. And if you do have a prayer life, it sometimes will keep you centered, keep you in that peaceful state and don't let things worry you that could just drift you off or carry you here, carry you there mentally. And a lot of times, once things start coming on your mind, you're restless. Uh, you're concerned. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. You don't have that peace anymore. Um, so for me, it's attaining that peace and keeping that peace. is one of those things, once you get it and, and you see how good it is to be peaceful and in a peaceful state and not have to worry about things, um, it's a great place to be. And then once you have it, you... Do what you can to hold on to it and not let factor uh try to eat away at that that you hold so dear.
1: Oh, yeah, you do protect that with dead life uh because you fight so hard to get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, just like ain't nobody go go walk up and and tell you to you know to get out your house. No, <laughs> no, it's gonna take a little bit more than that, Jack.
0: Um, yes, sir.
1: <laughs> so, so, I do, so the same way we protect you know our our tangibles, we need to also uh protect our mindset, our frame of mind, which is if we're gonna have that peaceful mindset, we gotta protect it because everything seems like it's out to date, you know, especially watching news and social media and involved with all that type of stuff. It's out there and and it's it's scarier and more scary every day. So to have a prayer life, you can't have a a worry life, if you will. That's what I heard from the both of you. And is that the the consensus?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> what
2: that's that's the word
1: right there. Mhm. Okay, yep. I, I'm I'm just trying to make sure that's what I'm hearing because you know it makes perfectly good sense.
2: I mean, granted, it's much easier said than done, you know. But um, again, it's it's one of those things where kind of practice makes perfect, you know. Um, so over, you got to kind of tell yourself over and over again, you know, what you have to do, you know, give it to God, give it to God and not, and then that way, it's almost like training yourself um, to to live a life of of prayer and not worryation.
1: Well, I think uh, if, once you give it to God, you're supposed to. It's no longer yours to worry about. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. I guess, kind of like what I was taught. Uh, that's the part that we forget, you know. Uh, and we also got to be mindful that it won't be done in in our time. You know what I mean? Uh, we, when we, you know, we kind of use God as a hitman. We, we, right now get get this problem gone, get these people gone, get whatever gone right now versus, you know, we're saying, okay, you know what's best. You're going to do what's, what's best. You know, can we agree with that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely so agree with I that. Guess,
1: so since we agree with that, so I guess the, the, another thing we probably should uh for the gift of patience, right? I mean, I'm sure that's a requirement or that has to come in place.
0: Yes, you do. Like you said, our our timing is not God's timing. God is going through things on his time and many times we want to rush God. We want things done now, 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 now. But there are things that God will set in place for you. So that what you're asking him will happen, but it'll happen on his time, but it'll happen in a way where everything goes through smoothly where you won't have to stress or worry. You may want it now, but it may be a burden on you if he gives it to you now. So sometimes we got to learn how to be patient and wait for God can line things up just right. So when he does give it to us, we can hold on to it.
1: Oh, Oh, I agree. I agree. Because we, just think we we want it or, or we or I'm sorry, we think we need it right now, but we're not ready for it right now. Mhm, miss Quick, what's your thoughts on that again,
2: one of those things is easier said than done, you know uh it's just you gotta you gotta learn and, and understand that God do things in his timing, um and And it's obviously because there's more to it than what we see so if if you know if if like you're praying on a blessing or you know say you're praying for a home um you know, and it's you're in a hurry to to move um you know you have to sit back and kinda kind of wait on God because you may be in a hurry to move, but what you don't know that's happening behind the scenes is that an, another family may be, you know, prepping or need time to be able to get, you know, in your current space. Um, And then, you know, God have to align people to be a blessing to you whenever you make your move, whether it's movers um, or just putting people in the right place at the right time to, um interact with you for whatever reason he may have. So it's kind of one of those things where he sees the whole movie. You know, we're looking at a scene. Hmm.
1: Well that's 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 true. <laughs> that's true. He may he may be getting rid of getting your mind right to deal with those neighbors. Uh or getting those neighbors mind right to deal with you and your love behind the kids. So yeah. it's it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that we just don't think about. We don't take it into consideration. So um, I'm I'm glad that, that he do it in, in his time because truthfully, when we try to do it in our time, it gets messed up like, like 10 times out of 10. It's going to be screwed up because it's not the proper way. It's a selfish way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, Doctor Twin, when you when you got your house, when you was blessed with your house, did would you would you mindful of your family uh, as a plate meeting place or did they come in that the consideration?
0: Um, Well, there wasn't really inter-consideration that much. Um, It was mostly uh, praying and fasting to God, asking God, you know, I'm looking for a house, letting him lead God and direct me really on where to uh, find a house and look for homes and things of that nature. Um, It took a lot of that. And, uh, I was at that point where, you know, I was in an apartment, lease was running out, put my 60 days notice in, and I'm looking like, I got, um, I ain't got loan now, and I ain't stopped the house yet. So, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, well, I'm still going to believe you, still going to trust you, things going to work out. Um, I even had to talk to my apartment complex and was like, can I extend my lease 30 more days? And I'm like, God, I'm believing in these thirty days I gotta go extra, pay more money, but I gotta stay here longer. I'm gonna get this house and everything gonna work out all right. And I'll never forget it was one evening at work, I was strolling through the homes again and this house popped up real quick, house back on the market. Call my realtor that night, hey, I licked this house, I need you to go, let's 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 look at this house. I think by the pictures in the area, I had one of my friends take a look at it. I put a bid on the house without even looking at it. Because my friend saw it, and he said, it's a nice neighborhood, things of that nature. Put a bid on the home and end up winning the bid because it was like only for a day. Multiple people had offered. I got the my offer was accepted. And it was one of those things where the house was off the market because someone had actually went almost all the way up to closing and backed out at the last minute. And this was one of the things where it was my blessing because I didn't have to pay for any appraisers, anything to, anybody to come out because the person had just did everything that I would have to do to close on the home. So none of that had to come out of my pocket. So if I was rushing, I would have missed my blessing. But because I waited, God allowed somebody to pay all the upfront costs on everything that would have came out for me to pay because they had just did everything but end up backing out at the end. So my patience wow. paid off in the end and it worked out for me.
1: Wow, I think that's one of the key that people need to hear. That patience does pay off in the end. Um, and I think that's like a hundred percent of the time. But you just you just solidified that that idea. I know. For, for me, I'm 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 very happy for you. You know, I'm 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 proud of you. You know, uh, Miss Quick can tell you about uh, our process better than I can. Uh, I was just I was just there truthfully. Uh, you know, my my boy's good looks uh it was it was it always a family it was never about about me and i think as long as you know uh you keep God regardless of if it's if it's about you put on the greater the greater good or it's about uh family is I guess, hold on, let me backtrack. The selfishness is where God can come in and move. You know what I mean? So because you were, like, patient, and you, and you kept, it, you know, God as the focus, I think that's the reason why your blessing came the way that it came. Versus it just been like, God, I want it right now, right now, right now. You know, man God, I got to have this house trying to jump right in and like you said you had to pay appraisers and all this other stuff but because you kept it about god and kept your eye on god versus your eye on the house that's the reason why it played out and paid out the way that it did you follow me
0: absolutely exactly right
1: man that's that's a good that's a good lesson miss what's your thoughts I mean,
2: you know, when he was sharing his experience, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, um, I'm on the sidelines and my pom is going up because it's like I already know, you know, um, is in the end it worked out and then not only did God you know, give him him that house, God saved him some money to get into the house too, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that, it was just blessing on blessing on blessing, and again, that's where, you know, waiting, being patient comes in, because, I mean, who knows, you know, what if you had a move past this house, and, you know, you start looking at another house, and you I mean, you could have missed out on your blessing because you don't you don't have patience. You know you praying and asking God for one thing, and you know you moving in the direction that you want to move in instead of standing and and waiting for Him to say, okay, you got the green light, go.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what's really good. Um. Oh man. Focus on God keep your focus on God. Goodness. I don't know. I I can't I can't get that out out, of my head. I can't get it off my mind. Like I'm a spirit, you know, keep your focus on God. Yeah. It was when we bought the house, it was it was it wasn't like that, but it was it was its own uh serial, you know. You know how you keep scrolling through something, and you come back, came to it, you narrow things down, and it's still there. Everything is like, the house is still there, to the point where I don't even mm-hmm. talk about it. The midgets set everything up, and next thing you know, it's like, dang, I've seen this before. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Um and and it was it was like that. She can tell, like I said, she can tell you the story better than I can. It was like it was so surreal, to where like I'm just there, you know. But yeah. really focus. But the family was like always the consideration. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: And that was honestly, you know, one of those things where. So where we moved from, we put our townhouse on the market mm-hmm. um, just before Labor Day weekend, and uh, we got an offer within what five days, I think. And yeah. this offer came in, and it was, you know, it was a great offer. And so we, it was, we thought the contract came in, and we thought it was clean, um, but. We ended up staying tied into this deal for 60 days before, you know, we finally went ahead and let the contract terminate because the person who was buying it, it, it just, again, it appeared clean, but it, as each day came and and gone, it just got stickier and more shady, and um, so 60 days. Now we're in this contract 60 days, so. You know, one we, we get our hopes up, all right, we're excited. We about to figure this thing out and figure out where we're gonna live. And then two is like this: we we were in a never-ending nightmare, to be honest. And then um, we still we're still looking, and we had seen. I think the house that were wearing now didn't come on the market until I think it was on in August, um, and then they took it off for the holidays. But anyhow, it was we we saw it. And didn't think twice about it. Because honestly, honestly, it was a couple, you know, a couple dollars over our price point. Um, And so, anyway, when, once we got out of that deal, God works. We got out of that deal and went on the market, went back on the market in late October, um, close to November. And had two open houses. No one came. To the open house Um, And then as our realtor Was closing out the second Open house um, She had a guy walk up to her And interested in our house He made her an offer right on the spot A cash offer and we closed The sale on our townhouse In five days Was able to stay there Until we found This house Because we hadn't been looking Because yeah, you know, we've been tied up so we've kind of lost, you know, hope. You know, we just like, well, okay, whatever, we just we just wait, wait it out. And then um when we came to the subdivision that we live in now, we weren't even coming to look at the house that we're in. We were coming we looked right next door. And so it was like, Okay, well we'll go over here and see it. It's above our budget but we'll go and look. And, you know, they the house already had an offer on it. But you know it was one of those things where we don't have anything to lose you know let's let's put the offer in at at our budget max and here we are, so I mean it's kind of one of those things that where the process was long <laughs> and excruciating, and I mean it was like a roller coaster you you go up one hill and and down another you know it was just crazy but um and then too, even when we started looking out here. You know, just planning to move The husband didn't want to move out here So it was one of those things That when we came to the subdivision Just riding and looking You know, I felt like okay, This is it, this is where we're going to be And he was like, nah, I don't want to be up here I don't even know if he remembered that But um, yep. it was around Yeah, it was around Christmas time He was like, this, this is too far It's too far out And I was like, okay so it was one of those things where, you know, we we were in the process, but time and patience, you know, God working on him and working us in these situations that kind of allowed him to to be a little more open to moving to where we are. And then by the time it was all said and done, he was like, all right, you know, it's not that bad. You know, we we can we can look out there. And you know, it just it just happened from that point on. But again,
1: patience and focusing on God, you know, and I think truthfully, because because in that whole ordeal, you know, that blessing as well. Truthfully, I believe that because it was everything selfless, it happened the way that it was. Supposed to, and that's the reason why you know we, we were actually we were blessed the way that we were. Um I think if anything that anybody could take away from this, it would be patience. Patience. We have we have people as humans, we have expiration dates and deadlines. But God don't. God, don't.
0: Doc, what you got for me, man? Quinn. You. I'm here. I, I agree. You uh, I agree. Uh, you know, Like I said, being patient, letting God just work everything out. I mean, it truly pays off. Sometimes the, the weight can be excruciating for us. <laughs> for the sounds of it, it was excruciating for you all. When y'all stuck in the contract, and it was excruciating for me. when I was stuck in my apartment like, I right, I don't want to keep going month to month paying more money. But, you know, the the extra time worked everything out. And, and it was quick. Like, we're I closed, I closed like a week before I had to be. No, not a week. I closed two days. Before I had to actually be out of my apartment and I had to move everything in, you know, it worked out. The extra thirty days helped me out to where I closed right in the nick of time. Was able to get everything in, turn my keys in that Sunday, and came to my house. And and you know, the wait was worth it. It, it was a struggle going through keeping the faith and being confident and believing as you're going through the process. But once you actually got through the process and got to the other side, you were so thankful and grateful for it. And and you can see why God took you through the process because of what you gained. You gained what you truly wanted, a place where you can be peaceful at, like we've been talking about. when you When you find a place that you really can have peace at, it means a whole lot. And even through my house searches, my brother always told me, "You'll know when you find the one." I can't tell you which one is the one, but once you walk into the house, you're gonna know that that's the one. And he was right. I walked in here the first time. I felt like this was my house. I felt peaceful. I felt like this was this was it. And truly, ever since I've been here, it's been nothing but peace. And I, you know, I, all I can do is give God all the glory because. He helped me pick this house. He led me to this house, and it's been, it's been amazing. And my, my family, when they come here, they all feel like at home. They feel like, man, your house so peaceful. I can just sleep all day long. And I'm like, you know, nothing but the good Lord. You know, this is the house He chose for me. I don't take none of the credit. I give all the credit to Him. That's
1: that's a beautiful thing. I know for me, mm-hmm. it's. Same. Like, once in a month, I don't want to go back out. I'm Everything that I need and want is right here. So, God forbid that uh, somebody come here who ain't welcome because I got to protect my peace. This is just right. the only place in the world that I got everything I need and want right here. I got love, I got peace, we got happiness, we have, you know, my son with stale jokes, you know, everything, bad kids running around, you know, all of that, right here. How many people can do that? Miss, <laughs> <laughs> quick, what's your thoughts? Not on the bad kids running around though, I got that part.
2: They're yours, <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, I I agree. You know, and this, you know, and I, I don't want our our listeners to misconstrue. You know, while we are talking about a tangible blessing, you know, it's one still a blessing and a gift nonetheless from God. But um, when we're talking about our homes, it in the level of peace that we have within that, that's. You know that's God. That ain't. It's not because we've done anything special. Truth be told, it's not even because we deserve it. God is just using us to share our stories to maybe you know inspire you. Um, so I don't want you know our listeners to get caught up in you know the the tangible um, blessing that we're talking about because it's it's way bigger than that. It's so much more than that. Um, truth be told, I could live in a box. You know. Well, maybe two boxes. Put the kids in one, me and my husband in the other. But um, I could live in a box and, and still be happy as long as you know I have God and the level of peace and and that we've achieved um, this far.
1: Yeah, I don't want to test that thing, so I'm gonna take your word for it. But <laughs> I do know, I do know that you are absolutely right. We're talking about the tangibles. But the intangible uh, is is the greater. Is the greater. The, the tangibles are great, but the intangibles are greater. You know, uh, and you know the love and the patience and the peace and the, and the family structure. All that is, or the idea of a family. All that is intangible. But it's greater. That's the I, I can't I can't pass up. I, I, I can't overlook that part. Um and I know neither one of you do either, but we definitely gotta let, let people know that although we are grateful for the tangibles the intangibles, what we what we but we, but we Kill and die for mm-hmm. now, twin tell me your so the neighborhood that you live in. How is it for you?
0: uh the neighborhood is actually great um it's uh I live on a cul sac Uh, which is good, so not a lot of traffic that comes on the street. And surprisingly, uh, when I moved in, not even knowing, um, most of my neighbors in my neighborhood are the original owners of the home. Uh, So most of them have been on the street for like 20, 30 years. Uh, They've been here. Um, So surprisingly, I think probably – I'm probably me and probably another home on this, in this neighborhood actually probably go to work every day. I think everybody else is retired, but they're very nice. Uh, Even when my mom came the first time and she was walking the dog up and down the street, uh, one of the neighbors came out, older lady, she came out and talked to my mom and everything. And she was like, your neighbors are so nice. They just welcome me in and, Another one of my neighbors, my neighbor that's right next to me, he has a garden. So he gave my mom some tomatoes that he was growing. So, I mean, it's just like they welcomed me in their own way into the neighborhood. And I'm the youngest thing out here, definitely. (laughs) But just the fact that they welcomed me in and and didn't treat me no different, kind of just made it it even more peaceful and, and just a part of the neighborhood. But the neighborhood is very nice. It's quiet. I think I'm probably probably one of the ones that make most noise out here, but not that much noise, if anything. Um, but it's, it's a very quiet neighborhood. And and like I said, the Lord knows what I want, and it's those intangible things. Uh, the Lord knows you more than anybody else knows you. And and he knows what fits you and what gives you peace and what will make you feel that peace and happy. So um, he lines things up just for you. You just got to wait to let it kind of bring yourself into materialization for.
1: Miss Quick. Because we have we have kids and and all this, what is the neighborhood like for you? And the reason why I'm asking about the neighborhood is because sometimes coming from where I'm from, you gotta mature, you have to kinda of to be certain places. So that's the reason why I'm I'm asking. So, what is the neighborhood like for you?
2: Um, yeah. quite honestly for me it's 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 fine. I mean, we do have small kids, so um my life revolves around them and you know during the summertime when we were able to get out And go to the pool And you know we met people at the pool And That's when like most people In our neighborhoods are out You know it's cold now so you don't see many folks But you know so we met people at the pool And other kids And um I mean everyone that we've met so far Has been very very nice So I mean it's been cool You know otherwise I mean you know When we see People out um they speak and carry on a short conversation, but um, you know, is quiet, friendly. Um, so it's been good.
1: So, like I said, the reason why because a lot of that plays a part with, with your maturation. Um, sometimes God have to wait until you mature to go certain places, to do certain things. Everybody want to, you know, want the mansion and want to live, you know, in the mansion on the hills and all this kind of stuff, but your mind isn't that of the mansion life on the hill. So, I think that that's part of the the process, the patience. You know, uh, let God work on you so that you can be set up for a better situation. You know what I
2: mean.
1: Uh-huh. I think that's part of the one of the intangibles. So, Doc, what, what, what's your thoughts? Because you know you you the you the uh, you the expert on this time kind of stuff. I'm. I'm having to call on him because he 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 over there cooking, getting ready for his meal tomorrow, and I'm disturbing his his his, his baking flow.
2: Right. See, so he in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, he in the kitchen. He over, he over there cooking. <laughs> Ain't
2: nothing wrong with that.
1: No, nah, that's what he do. That's what he do. It's wrong for me because <laughs> I ain't I ain't, I ain't. That's not a gift that I received. So, Miss Quick, let's talk. Let's 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 send that question to you. What was the question again? About the maturation for for the air debt. You move there. I mean, yeah, you gotta be able to
2: handle it. It's see, it's just uh one of those things where when you when you pray and you ask God for whatever it is that you're asking God for. Um, you gotta be able to handle the blessings that he's gonna give. So if if you're not like like Brother Ray, he's mature enough to be able to live in a neighborhood with You know, folk that's been there 20 and 30 years And and that's retired He's mature enough to be able to handle That because he's You know, a guy of value A guy of faith A guy of family And so um, He's not A disturbance, if you will To his neighbors You know, if it was um, If he were, you know Someone who likes to Um, who's very outgoing and likes to party and have large crowds all the time, coming and going, then God wouldn't have put him in that neighborhood. He would have put him in, you know, probably one of the new mixed-use units that they have, you know, here now. So it's just wherever God, God puts you in places. And I think that when he does that, your maturity level is considered.
1: I agree. I agree. Um, I think you got to be careful when you ask for what you ask for. Because if you ask for something in your current state, that's, he's going to give you that, that you can handle in your current state. You know what I mean? So, if you ask to be and this, you know, put me in a better house or put me in a house. If, if you, if you you know, tear stuff up and, and like to have, you know, like you said, parking, people parking all, he's not going to have you in that condition in that house where you can do that type of stuff. In neighborhood, it's expensive if you have a, a HOA to where you mm-hmm. can do that kind of stuff because he, he'll be setting you up for failure. And I don't believe that God would do that to anyone. Right. So I think that's one of the things that we definitely have to consider when we do ask for certain things. Lord, I need you to get me right. Period. And then tomorrow, once you, once to you know, I'm on the way. Lord, I need you to just the house I I need you to get me right for this house
2: Yeah, and I don't even know If you you would consider it when you Like When I pray, I don't I mean, I consider where I am now You know, like where my maturity Level is now, but I don't consider Where it's going to be In three, five years Um, But That's the great thing about God Is when you pray and you're asking, you know, for a home or you're asking for a job. He is like he hits fast forward and he looks into the future and he sees where you are now and where you're gonna be then in comparison and he sets you up for success. And he, he puts you in a place to where you're gonna have room to grow. Um so it's you know, it's not one of those situations where, like right now, you are a, a circle, and he puts you in a circle home. Um, you know, it, it may be a situation where, you know, well, you know, right now you are a circle, but in in three years, you're gonna be a rectangle, so, so you're gonna need a little more space. So, um, here's where I'm gonna put you now because. I already know what you're going to be And when You know in our prayers And our talks to, um, with God We we have to be able to Understand that Whatever his will Be done So I see myself in, in An apartment you know um, Or a studio apartment Well guess what God sees me In, the, in a town home you know, with um, a garage because I may not have a car worthy of putting in the garage now. But, you know, he he plans on blessing me with a car too, so he's gonna give me somewhere to park it. You know, so it's one of those things that we have to be, I guess, cognizant kind of, of when we when we pray. Um, when God do it, you know, he, he doesn't do it for the right now. He does it for who you gonna be.
1: Oh, right, I, I, I understand that. I think that I, I'm not going to be take, you know, uh, certain people with me when I maneuver. So he's not going to. Uh, he's going to remove them first because he, we're not we're not taking all this with you because it's not going to be a successful situation for you. You know what I mean? So if, if you have a, a bum roommate right now, that bum roommate, y'all may fall out so that you be put yourself in a better so God can put you in a better situation. You know what I mean? That's I like removing the excess baggage <clears> to <throat> so a better situation.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and and again, he's setting you up for success, not failure. You know, just, the thing that, you know, I guess as a kid, I didn't have a hard time understanding it, but it was kinda of like one of those things that would always leave a question mark. You know, um, my grandma would say, Man ain't give it, man can't take it away You know, I am like, Huh? What you? you know, like what what does that mean? But as as time Goes on, and I've gotten older and a little bit of wiser. It's like you know, now I, I understand, man, and any man can't take it away. You know, it's, it's it's something when you know when you receive something um, in divinity. It's one of those things where you know if God gave it to you, if if He give you a mortgage, He gonna make a way for you to pay it. He mm-hmm. get you a car, he gonna make a way for you to, you know, put fuel in it and replace mirrors when you break both of them off. <laughs> you know, it's just you know, it's just one of those things that just he, he does, you know. He give you a husband and you know, he he yours. You do your wife and she yours. You know, ain't ain't no other man, woman, boy, girl gonna you know, gonna come between that. Um, but again, you have to be careful because it's when God does it It's not when we go out here and we intervene And we you know We we try to bless ourselves Or we try to get something on our own Because when we go out and we intervene And we get it you know that Man gave it on it You know so man can take it away that's my thing.
1: Yeah That's true I think that You see that, you see that a lot you know, you you see people who um, who swindle, who who con, they went into situations and then they find themselves having to leave, right, that situation because it wasn't it wasn't God. You did that on your own, so that's that's what I gather. From that, I've I've seen that uh, several times with uh, houses and vehicles and things like that. When it's not of God, he's going to remove it from you. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Like you got to continue to hustle and
1: swindle to keep it.
2: To keep it exactly. So it's one of those things where you, when you get something, a blessing, a blessing from God (laughs) is, and that's, that's as, as solid as it gets right there. You know, especially when you have situations where you, you know, he's in it, where it wasn't, you know, confusion. It wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It may have been hard work. It may have been some patience. It may have been, you know, testing of the will and testing of the faith. Um, but when you stand firm and you come through on the other side is you know it's one of those things where you you absolutely are hundred percent sure that it came from God and therefore you can take comfort in knowing that whatever moves you make um going forward, regardless, um, God got
1: you. That's, that's a, another one of those those intangibles, you know, uh, being confident, knowing that God got you. You know what I mean? Um, that's, that's another gift. <laughs> There's another that I think um, is easier for us because we've seen it. It's been demonstrated time and time again. You know, so um, yeah, that's that's a gift knowing that God
2: got you. Yeah, and I mean, truth be told, that may be greater than greater than anything else that we you know that we've spoken about. I mean, when you know God got you, you if God got you back, then you, you are you're unstoppable. And you know, is people will say the sky's the limit. You, God got your back. There is no sky. You are above that um, because He got you. You know, so there, there is no glass ceiling. There is no ceiling. There is no sky being a limit. There is, there's no such thing as limit when God got you.
1: I agree. Mm. Well, we have discussed the tangibles and the intangibles. Um, man, this is the season has has brought has brought a lot of a lot of things to the forefront, especially with being thankful and and grateful. Uh, But these intangibles are are amazing that you and Twin have put out there. Um, So thank you. Thank you both. Um, But it is now time for us to go and enjoy our family. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to cut tonight's episode short. So that we can uh, go and uh, enjoy our gifts.
2: Make So everybody eggnog. hearts
1: and minds, and make some eggnog gifts. Yes. So if everybody hearts and minds are clear, let's uh, let's go on to do what we do.
0: I'm right there with you. Heart and mind is clear. Heart and mind
1: is clear. <laughs> Well, Twin, you go ahead and pray us out tonight.
0: All right, Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to enter another holiday for Christmas, God. We thank you for allowing us to be on this call tonight, God, sharing the gifts that you have given us, both tangible and intangible, God. We ask as we go into the holiday season, Lord, to let your light continue to shine, uh, both the intangible and Lord Jesus, God, to let people know that the intangible gift that you give can be everlasting, as well as your blessings of the tangible while we're here on earth, God. We ask you to watch over everybody as they're sharing uh, the holidays with their family, God. Be with them. Let there be love, peace, happiness, and joy. Uh, Let you be the center of everything, God. We thank you for the blessing of this talk show, and we ask you to continue to bless it. Continue to bless our brother Quick. Continue to bless Miss Quick. Uh, Continue to bless Pastor God as we continue to do the work that you want him to do, God. Continue to lead God and direct him, God. And we just want to thank you, Lord, for everything and all that you've done and are doing for us. In your name we do pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Well.
1: This is another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am the host and number one, Mr. Quick. Mr. Quick and Dr. Twin and Pastor Robin in his absence. We love him. We love you. Keep God first and love each other. Peace.